I swear. Wrestling Podcast. Okay, we're live. We're back. Uh, Andy, you're late. What's happening? Uh, well, unfortunately, when we promised what was going to be happening last week, uh, I completely forgot I had to, to go away with um, my wife and my children and my mother and father-in-law. So, um, you know what it's like, Andy, when you're not allowed to actually... When you go away with these people, you're not allowed to leave their site. So, um, I thought the suggestion of doing the podcast midweek would have just caused more problems than it's worth. So we are late, but we are we are back. And it's, it is all on your end. I'd just like to clarify that. The communication it is, it, was, was it very poor, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, I take full responsibility. And so it's not that we've lost interest again. You know, It's, it's not, not that, that we've, we've lost interest, it's that you've lost interest. <laughs> no, I didn't. It was for the, sake of a, it, for the sake of a huge argument. It was best to leave it till we got home. And I got home last night, night before? Last... Wednesday night, I got back. Late Wednesday night. So you're back. Um, yeah. But we're doing this over the phone. Or over we Skype, are, yes. to be more precise. Yeah. And we're doing that because I can't be bothered to ask you, do you want to come up to my house and record it? Because I can't come to you. So it's just best if I just suggest Skype. I like the way you tried to turn me into a heel, don't you? Well, I suggested it one time. You're like, oh, oh, oh. So I was just like, what's the point? Uh, we'll All the equipment. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll do it over Skype. You're, you know, whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, mate. Yeah, I'm right. I'll ask you what I brought back from um from my little trip away. Ask me what I brought back. What did you bring back from your trip away? A cold. Yeah, I was going to explain that normally when we do these uh, Skype interviews, we can do them with very clear audio. It does sound like. Uh, you're on a muffled telephone, but that's actually just your voice at the moment, isn't it? It's just my voice at the moment. Yeah, it was. Um, so we went to Centre Park, so one near um, near Luton, Hoburn, Woburn, Woburn maybe. And it's obviously a very outdoorsy holiday, and it's the end of October, so it's absolutely freezing. I had to. Well, I didn't have to. I wanted to. We went to see the um, the baby owls, but they're not really baby owls. They're just owls with with my daughter, who's two. So we were stood outside for about 30 minutes and I had to wait 25 minutes and out in the cold on my own before the others arrived. So I don't know. I just got chilly and then I've come back with a runny nose and a, yeah, a runny nose. Well, I've been poorly this week, but I don't like to complain. So no, well, I'm just, I'm just excusing myself as to why, why I feel glum. Well, we'll be posting some pictures of what you currently look like uh, on on my <laughs> yeah, Twitter feed. Yeah, you without my consent, actually. So, um, yeah. Just by doing consider this podcast, that. you're consenting, so don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> consider that before you pop that online. Um, so, obviously, we were originally going to do uh, an episode. I mean, you can ask me about my week if you want, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, we were originally going to do an episode where we were going to go through the scrapbook, weren't we? But logistically, this is not possible. I cannot read it because it's coming at your office. So um, the only the only possible way we could do it would be if I were to read the scrapbook here for my stories and then I were to hold up a random page against a webcam <laughs> and pretend I couldn't see it. Yeah, yeah, let's right. just do it next week when we're both in the office. Um, so we'll probably, maybe it'll be one of those things where we just keep teasing it and teasing it and never do it. <laughs> next yeah. week we're going to do the, uh, the old scrapbook. Nah. No. Um, <laughs> So sorry to play with your emotions. Um, as you can tell, it's that, that awkward second season, isn't it? The first season of the podcast was was wonderful. Then we had season 1.5, um, 
which wasn't wonderful. I mean, the content was probably great, but it's just inconsistent. And uh, now we're on to that awkward second season. And uh, well, I just think I just think we're still finding our feet. Well, yeah, I, we're still finding our feet. As far as I'm concerned, I've already found my feet. I thought that, uh, yeah, whatever, doesn't matter, does it? Okay. Um, but anyway, we won't. Be, we will. Be, we are back to regular Wednesdays from next week. Let's hope so. Hey. Uh huh. Um, I'm going on holiday soon as well. That'll mess up the schedule, won't it? That'll throw a spanner in the works. Yeah. Yeah. As everyone knows who listened to the podcast last week knows my the tales the tales of my torment. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, you been up to anything else? Um, no, but I've been wrestling quite a lot this week on the holiday parts, which partly get into a bit later when we discuss what we're going to talk about. Um, but not really, no. Okay. No, I came back with uh, some broken glasses. So It seems you know, like you're having an absolute nightmare. Well, yeah, one of the sacrifices of being a good father is you have to put your children's expenses first. You know, if they need new shoes, it comes before you need new glasses. And one of the... Uh, what is the, uh... You say that. <laughs> Thank you, Finley. Uh, the um, what they call they called arms on glasses. You know the things that hook behind your ears. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, well, one of them dropped dropped off in the middle of this week. I managed to keep hold of it, look after it until I could get the spec service put it back on. But I have since lost it, so I'm just gonna have to get a new pair of glasses in the next couple of days. That's a disaster, isn't it? It certainly is. I feel silly. I look stupid, but yep, you do. You know, but, I, but I'm not leaving the house a great deal at the moment because I'm trying to stay under a blanket. Okay. Well, I can confirm that you're not under a blanket right now. Now he's wearing sunglasses. Yeah, Finley just put some some poppy sunglasses on me. So if you'd like to get a consented photo of that and put that online, you are more than welcome to. Okay, I'll uh, pull out the... This is terrible audio. I mean, this is not a... I mean, well, that's a cracking picture, so it probably makes up for it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you got any questions to ask me? No, well, what have you been up to? He doesn't even care. I do care. care. Of course I care. Doesn't care. Um, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that, so that's why I didn't ask. I've had uh, Calvin had a Halloween party on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. On Monday. Four days early, yeah. It's a weekend, isn't it? So all his mates could get together. Uh, yeah. He's got more friends than me. Uh, on Probably me as well. On Monday. What did I do? So I look after Calvin on a Monday. Oh, we went to the Staunton Country Park on Monday. That was fun. Yeah. Always a blast there. Thank God for Staunton and its annual memberships. Um, and camp show yesterday. That was a lot of fun. Was that good, was it? Yeah, it was very good, actually, yeah. And uh, what, what action took place there? We had, uh, it was a good bill, actually, a good bill of action. We had um, Hikaleu versus Dan McGee. We had okay. uh, we had a triple threat match with Psycho Phillips and uh, J- versus James Castle versus uh, Dan Chapman, Curtis Chapman's younger brother. Oh, yeah. Uh, Who won that one? Dan Chapman actually got a surprise upset. Yeah, yeah. one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. Well and, done. Uh, and then the great O'Khan competed against um, Joshua James. Oh, did he? Okay. Hmm. The same yeah, Joshua James that, that you bully. 
The Great O'Conn won that one. The Great O'Conn won that one, okay. Yeah. Well, that's funny because Great O'Conn, I think, beat Joshua James twice this week before then on Sunday and Monday. Well, so he has his number, didn't he? He's got his number, yeah, he must do, yeah. But you've been bullying Joshua James senseless, haven't you? I've... I have not. We spoke last week about uh, you trapping him between. <laughs> what was so, it? A chair? A chair and a table. Uh, so, Joshua James, we're going to do music. For this for the show on Sunday, and he said so. The week before, I think he went out to like Gina G, you know, ooh, uh, just a little bit. Is that not the song that won the Eurovision? Yeah, in like '96. That's our last triumph in the Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah, we'll probably never win it again. Uh, So he came out to that to celebrate Eurovision, and then he said, "Oh, can I not come out to Gina G? Can I come out?" And for life, me, the song was something along the lines of. his time is now, or or something like that, and I went. Uh, obviously, I knew it wasn't. But oh yeah, it's I said, my time I said, what, is John now. Cena? And he said, no, no, not John Cena. So it's like a. Can light I just point out? I don't actually think we won Eurovision with Who Are Just a Little Bit. Didn't we win it with Katrina and the Waves? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, you, yeah, you're right. I, we we won it with that. Love shine a light in every corner of the <laughs> land. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Gene G should have won. So, uh, so he said something like his songs. His time is now, or the time. It was something very similar to John Cena's track, which I believe is probably called "My Time Is Now" or "The Time." Oh, whatever. You know my point. So I said, "What do you like, John Cena?" And he said, no, 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 not John Cena's. It's just similar. It's just similar. So then a light bulb appeared above my head. And uh, so he came out to John Cena's music. And he got a great reaction. So, um, yeah, it worked a treat. Got it all on film. Got his backstage reaction. And uh, Harry, without being asked either, I don't even think he knew, he actually recorded the entrance from the other side as well. So if you check out my Instagram, you can see the whole thing. Wow. And you wonder where you get your reputation as a bully from. You, you oh, what? speaking of the devil, Harry, Harry Milligan has just forwarded me a video, another video we recorded on the camps yesterday. A, so, uh, another bully video? No, 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 no. We had, uh, we, yesterday, for some reason, we have Timo, the Estonian. Uh, he started training with us, I think, in 2015, and he decided, well, I think we were talking about uh, athletics and, you know, oh, we were talking about a 100 meter sprint. That was right. And, like, who was the first there? So, I had Timo, I had JJ Gale, I had Curtis Chapman, I had Sean Jackson. And I had a couple of the other lads, uh, Kai Caden. And anyway, we, we decided we were going to do a 100-meter sprint. Um, <laughs> I stood in my wrestling gear, but I wasn't going to do it. because You I have done won it. it. You, well, I, last I time you did a 100-meter sprint, you got all angry, didn't you? I've got that one on camera as well. <laughs> <Where's that? laughs> you, so you're, you're quite a child. You are. You have 100-meter sprint competitions with people. We're in oh. America. You are... <laughs> you... Oh, yeah. I might have to find the footage of that. You lost, and then you got really angry. Yeah, because <laughs> it was he cheated. Against, he went before it, the whistle. It was against LT Summers, and you lost. And then you were like, "He cheated." He did. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this was not my idea. It was not my suggestion. So we end up doing a hundred meter. What we, what we guessed to be a hundred meter sprint. And um, would you like to know the result, or should I post the video? On tell me who was in the. Tell me who was in the race. Okay, Sean Jackson. Yeah. These the, are the, some of Red Pro's finest, right? Sean Jackson, Curtis Chapman. JJ Gale, Timo, the Estonian animal, Kai Caden. I think that was it. So oh, maybe, st- Matt, uh, maybe Matt Brewer. I'm going to say either Timo or JJ Gale. 
Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you. Oh, should I tell you if you're right or wrong? Do you want to know? Yeah, just tell I me. Close the video? Am I right or wrong? Well, I said, I, I, said, I, I said, do you want me to tell you the result or do you want to wait for the video? No, I just want you to tell me the result. I'm like... Okay, the result is... I'm Generation Sean Jackson. Z. Sean Jackson. Sean Jackson won in a hilarious manner and I'll leave it at that. You can, you can all follow me on Twitter and see the video of who won the Portsmouth School of Wrestling Combine. That's what we were talking about. We were talking about something called the NXT Combine. Oh, well, like, they, 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 make them, they make them do stuff and someone wins... Like exercise stuff, yeah, right? Completely so irrelevant to wrestling, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we did the Portsmouth School of Wrestling Combine outside the back of a holiday park, and uh, we did what we guessed to be about 100 meters. But it ends very, very funny. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I can't. You know, I'm waiting with bated breath for the the footage to hit your IG channel. Yeah, well, it hit my IG and it probably hit my Twitter as well. I'll probably post a video of Joshua James's John Cena entrance on my Twitter tonight as well. Brilliant. Yeah. What a time to be alive. I know. We have a good time. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> um, what else have I done? I've done nothing. I've literally done nothing of note. I'm. Uh... Well, you've been promoting this wrestling show, Andy. You've got them coming up on the 24th of November. Oh, I've some pro- big announcements there. I well, think. I've been promoting lots of wrestling shows, haven't I? Uh, we've got the British J Cup 24th of November. Been promoting that. York Hall, Bethnal Green. Um, we've, uh, yeah, we've put. Who's on, who's on that one, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> well, why am I better at it than you? Well, it's a British. I would like to be. So, do you know what? Right, I'd like to start doing these. Uh, I, let's get some wrestling press involved. I'd okay. like to. I'd like to start saying stuff. You know, uh, I think you're a fan of the Out of Context Hearn Twitter account. Oh, love you, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, very so, I'd fun. like to say yeah. as ridiculous stuff as that whilst promoting uh, my wrestling shows, and we'll have a Out of Context Quilden. Oh yeah, for okay. good reasons, for a change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm often yeah, taken out of context. Out of context, her and last night, and she she thoroughly enjoyed it. So wonderful. Might get her on Twitter. Let's hope. Let's hope not. Yeah, she's on Instagram for some reason because she's nosy. Are you going to share her handle? I don't know what it is. I don't know. <laughs> if it's anything like yours, it'll be like I don't know. I mean, I don't follow her. If that's uh, you know, she obviously follows me. Um, yeah, typical. Mm. Her doing everything for you and you doing giving nothing, <coughs> giving nothing back. <coughs> yeah, excuse me. Um, so, uh, what are we talking about? Oh, well, we're going to talk about a couple of things, aren't we? We're going to talk about some of the controversy regarding, um, or at least you wanted to, you wanted to say something. I don't know if you want to say something specific, but you wanted to talk about Jordan Miles, but not the Jordan Miles we have at the Red Pro. Uh, Portsmouth show. So, so we're going to talk about that, and I like the way you're like, you want to talk about it. So, I no, recall... no, wait, wait, wait. You said I should probably say something. So, yeah, no, I like. So, the way it all came about is you asked me my opinion on it because you said, being a POS, what do you think about it? <laughs> those, yeah, that was very funny. Those were your exact words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's, I was obviously joking because. <laughs> You know, POS and POC, I know, I know. So, but, yeah. um, <laughs> so, so yes, I do have a very strong opinion on it. Um, so we're going to discuss that. Um, we're going to discuss, what else are we going to discuss? Oh, we're going to talk about um, Saudi Arabia show. 
specifically yeah, the, the specifically the, the non-wrestling matches. I said, should we? Uh, I said to you, should we talk about the Saudi Arabia show? Because I was watching it. I actually um, because we did the camp. I got home earlier than usual. It's normally, obviously, I'm in the office um, toiling mm-hmm. away. Um, but I got home earlier than usual, so I was able to pop on the old WWE WWE Network. Um, and I was like, should we do a uh, a little uh, review of the Saudi Arabia show for the podcast? Yep. Um, and you, the hardened WWE fan, was like, nah, don't want to watch it, can't be asked. So, <laughs> um, well, I have, I've watched the two important ones. So, well, yeah, I suggested how about we just do Tyson Fury's match and Cain Velasquez's match. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll review those bits. And if you did happen to watch any other more of it, we can, we can discuss that. Um, okay, so, so I have, so I watched it almost, excuse me while I. It sounds like you're a million miles away now. Okay, while, while I'm on location at the Simmons Mansion, I'm uh, just preparing uh, a 10-year-old boy's lunch. So uh, I'm just getting the fish fingers and chips out the oven. Glamorous lifestyle. Okay, so I'm still Good. here. I'm still paying full attention. Good to know you've got him on a balanced diet. <laughs> well, it's what he asked for, isn't it? A bit of ketchup. His mum always said, put some peas on his plate. And I said, well, he doesn't eat them. So it's just wasted. It's a good point, isn't it? Yeah, he's he, she's gonna be she's gonna be uh, he's gonna be furious for me because the uh, I forgot to put the timer on the fish fingers, didn't I? So, uh, so are they burnt? No, I wouldn't I wouldn't call them burnt, but he might. But it take it or leave it, you know. <laughs> when you start paying for it, you can make your own choices. <laughs> That's it. Because because uh, my mum and dad always worked, you know, running the news agency because they're always. Um, you know, work like hours, you know, early hours. So whenever I get in from school, most of the time, my dad was in the shop and mum was always asleep. So from the age of about nine or ten, I was always making my own dinners anyway. And it was always so, uh, exactly what you're making Finley there. Fish fingers, <laughs> chips, exactly maybe right. some baked beans as well. But I had baked beans. And then, right. and then when you started baked. when you started bodybuilding, swap the chips for some rice. <laughs> That's it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we swap the fish fingers for some burgers. Right, watch this for parenting. Finley, yeah. dinner, eat it. I'm only joking, fish fingers and chips. Is that okay? He didn't mean that. There you go, mate. Do you want anything else? Okay. Boy. Right, okay, I'm back. Trying to show off there. Yeah. Well, I think he was showing off, I know, yeah. (laughs) He's laughing. Um, So, uh... Not that one. You alright? Yep. Yeah, yeah, just getting a hit with a cushion. Come on, Finn. We're recording a very serious podcast live on location. Can he hear what I'm saying? He can hear what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's best to know. Yeah. Yeah. So we're back now. We're back now. He's watching dragons or something. Um. So. So we talk WWE's um, crown jewel. Yeah, we're going to discuss that. But. Yeah. Should we... We've got to do the... It's a bit of housekeeping, haven't we? You've got to do the 30-week wrestling challenge. Of course, it's your your turn as well, isn't it? It's your turn to um, do the tune. Yeah, it is, yeah. And... Pressure. I do, and I don't actually know what the uh, what the thing is. I've, I'm going to have to search the image on Google again. 30-day um, wrestling challenge. Right. Um, we'll find the image. Are you still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here, yeah. Your, your image has gone from the screen. Your head has gone. Oh, it's back. Um, okay, cool. Right, so 
got to come up with a, uh, a tune. Um, and I thought about this this morning, and now I'm kind of bottling it. Uh, <laughs> try play this game at home. It's a good game. Right. It's, a, it's Andy and Andy's 30-week wrestling challenge fitting it into the tune, which is a hard bit, I think, um, mm-hmm. whilst trying to remember the tune at the same time. Okay. So, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready, yeah. Okay. I'm just nervous. I'm killing time. I'm I'm struggling. Okay. So, Andy and Andy's 30-week wrestling challenge. 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 Come on. <laughs> what? Oh, God, that, that must be the hardest one. No, it's not. Andy and Andy's 30-week wrestling challenge. Andy and Lex Luger. And... Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That one, isn't it? I think. Well, it doesn't really go like that. You just tell. It starts like it's gone in my WWF Hasbro action figure league. Oh, not too bad at all. Well, you that's kind of just me. It's still obviously me singing, so you're saying not bad at all. But my singing might not actually be that relative to uh what it actually sounds like well, well is that the one you were too nervous to do that when you think yeah yeah that's what it? i was thinking of yeah because it's a bit of a challenge isn't it oh but, okay but you got it so yeah well um, done. let me see if i can pull it up um you probably won't be able to hear it i don't know if you will that's uh, uh isn't it? this one can you hear it can't hear it. No, I can't hear it at all. Okay, well, I can hear it, and it's. Let's just say it sounds exactly like I. Uh... <laughs> I'm sure it does. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so that that was it. Lex Luger's uh, music. Okay, cool. And what is the 30 week wrestling challenge? Um, it is the company you miss. I'm sure we've done that. No, because last week we did favourite high flyer, and this okay. week it's the company you miss. Like you may have done it in. We've done most missed wrestler. Yeah, but I think done... we did one about territories, didn't we? No, we did. But favourite territory. Favourite old did. school territory, yeah. Yeah, but not like company you most miss. Okay. Um, have you got one? Um, well, I would have gone with WCW, but I've got yeah. AEW now, so I don't really miss okay. WCW anymore. Um, okay. So I don't. So <laughs> maybe ECW. ECW. Yeah. Pardon? I was gonna say ECW. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was never into ECW. Like yeah, I. Watched you were never cool, were called. you? That was a problem. No, I was just into my WWF. And I remember when it first came on Bravo, I think in '98, it was like two years out of date. So what you actually miss the most is WWF, isn't it? That's what you miss. Well, yeah, yeah. But I was gonna say WWF, but. I don't know if that really counts because WWE is obviously the extension of WWF. It's not like they were like, oh, right, then we're going to restart. FWA? No, FWA, yeah, maybe FWA. Maybe TWA, Scott Conway's TWA. I miss that tremendously. But the rumour on the street a few months ago was he was going to be coming back, so we'll see. Um, 
I guess WCW. I, I feel the. So here's a theory, here's a question. So with Bischoff, Eric Bischoff, you know, like I mean, mate him, Eric Bischoff, um, succeeded in the buyout of WCW in 2001. I wonder if he thinks it would still be around now. Hmm. Interesting. I would say, yeah. I would, I would say, it would be the whole business would be entirely different though. I don't know if it would still be around, but I'd suggest that TNA definitely wouldn't have existed, would it? No. No, almost definitely not. Um, yeah. So, and I think, and I think, and this might already be. So, I listen to like a lot of wrestling podcasts, whether it's like Bruce Pritchard's or uh, Jim Ross's, and like I said, Sean Mooney's. Like, I love hearing stories and you know the way the wrestling business was in the eighties, nineties, and seventies. But I worked out, I think, what TNA's business model was when they were like ten dollars a week. Yeah, was like so. How much was a pay per view, like a WCW pay per view, in the? So like it was, so say it was like forty dollars, and then forty dollars. So then they were charging ten dollars oh, well, a week. Forty dollars a month. Anyway, yeah. let's just charge them ten dollars a week. Yeah. It's the same amount of money, and they thought it would just cross over, maybe. Yeah, it's a, it's different, isn't it? Like yeah. it's a... But I, I don't know if I've ever heard that theory out loud as to how they thought. Not not like it was a stupid idea, but just how they thought that would work. Hmm. You know, people consistently paying ten dollars a week. But that's probably what their maths was, I reckon. Yeah, and it's uh, it is interesting though, isn't it? Because like it's almost like, and again, that model, that subscription model, where you pay a monthly fee, um, is obviously something similar to what WWE Network has now. But obviously, the 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 figure is a lot lower than uh, than obviously the forty dollars, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think there were discounts. Didn't you get discounts if you were to purchase all two weeks at a time or something, or four? Oh, weeks I don't at know. A time, I don't, I don't know. know. Um, sure. But I remember when I first, when TNA first um, first came along, I started watching TNA um, through tape traders because obviously we didn't get it over here, did we? No. Um, and used to get me two... too. Strong Style tapes. I don't think Strong Style was around when TNA started, was it? <coughs> he certainly was. Yeah, two thousand one, two thousand two. He definitely was. Yeah. Was he? Huh? Well, I got. Yeah, because uh... he promoted, he promoted some FWA shows in the end of two thousand one. Mm, okay. But I so uh, I. I used to get I my. Was, I can't remember. What, I can't remember what trader I got mine from, but I mean, it definitely wasn't strong style. But I used to get like um, every. I used to get them two weeks at a time. So okay, you'd get week one and week two together, then week three and week four together. So you'd get them in two weeks. Yeah, I can remember. It must have been around two thousand three because Paul London had come down the wrestling school. That Frontiers of Honor weekend. Yeah. So that was two thousand three, and I think the first TNA tapes i ever physically got my hands on i remember i sent someone to or i asked someone like a you know whether it was like another trainee or something from portsmouth to um get white to, i think i said i don't mind which one you get but just get a paul london's in tna match on that particular pay-per-view um it's nice to see that something's never changed isn't it <laughs> how do you mean i sent someone to... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then I immediately corrected myself because yeah, because you realised you you realised how you came off like you, like you do in real life. Yeah, but that doesn't so mean I meant you, it. You're it still trying to you're it. still trying it to keep that persona that persona of yourself alive, aren't you? As wrestling's yeah. good guy, you're using this podcast to try and reinvent yourself. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. So what? So what's your answer then? <laughs> Just uh... <laughs> oh, uh, TNA. <laughs> still alive, brother. Uh, no, I know. Um, WCW. WCW. 
Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say ECW, and not because like I feel like ECW in its state at the moment was. I think ECW really a lot of ECW doesn't hold up at all, just because of the okay. way times have changed, right? Mm-hmm. But I miss the innovation displayed by ECW and the fact that they were doing stuff that no one else was doing. It was just exciting and edgy, you know? Sure. And for me at that time of life as well, you know, being a, a teenager, um, you know, watching the... I remember my first ECW show I watched was uh, Living Dangerously 1999. Um, okay. The first promo was Taz talking about beating on Sabu's jaw like stink on sh- you know... And, right. Uh, okay. And and then it goes from that promo straight into Ch- Tajiri versus Super Crazy in a style of wrestling that I'd never seen before, you know. And it was just, okay. uh, and the crowd were just so rabid. And on that show, you had Jerry Lynn and Rob Van Dam, and it was just an absolutely. It just opened my eyes, like, oh my god, this is so cool. Um, and uh, and I think for me as a teenager at that time, it was just kind of perfect. So, yes, I miss that promotion. If it was around nowadays, I don't know if I'd watch it. Um, because I've grown up, so <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was like very much for that younger audience, um, and I'm sure it would have evolved as well. <laughs> but um, but if I'm talking about missing a promotion during a specific time in my life, ECW when I was a teenager, because I was like, yeah, okay. wrestling's cool. Come round my house, friends, and watch the crowd chant "You effed up." <laughs> yeah, but I bet they're like, "Oh, where's Stone Cold?" Um, I think most of my friends thought it was kind of cool. The swearing yeah, and okay. just edginess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I say ECW. Okay. But I do miss cool. WCW. But like I say, I've got AEW now. So I watch AEW yeah. every week now. Yeah. Which is something, right? So mm-hmm. I, you would talk about the Wednesday Night Wars. Now, I don't know if AEW is actually a better TV show than NXT. It might not be. But what I enjoy about AEW so much, and the reason why I've been watching it every single week, and I'm actually... I don't want to be like I'm buzzing to watch it every week, but I am excited to watch it every week in the sense of like, oh, it's a wrestling show that I'm going to enjoy. Let's watch it. You know, it's yeah. good. Like, I've got no interest in watching. I think I'd probably go as far as saying, <laughs> given the current product, I've got no interest in watching an episode of Raw in its entirety ever again in my life. Okay. Right? Now, yeah. obviously, it's not like I'm... It's not like I'm like never going to watch it again. Like I, I will give it another go, probably in a few weeks' time. Um, you know, I always kind of say, "Oh, I'm never watching it again." Like, and then I come back to it. But even you, you've taken it off your Sky Planner. Right? Yeah, we know. I've just got it to Sky Sports, so yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah, and I always do come back and give it another go. But then I just, uh, then I'm like, oh, I just. Uh, you know, it's it's never. I I find it hard to think what it would take to be to put itself back onto my weekly calendar like it used to be. You know, obviously, when I was younger, it was watching it. You know, obviously, first of all, watching it on a Friday night. You know, um, I'm sure you can. Uh, yeah, that was like an event. You've got to come around tonight, watch Raw. Yeah. A Friday yeah. night event, which is funny, isn't it? Because um, it, when you think about all the um, hoo-ha that AEW got, it shows you how the, the, the world has changed. Like, everyone going crazy because AEW's not shown live on ITV over here. Um, mm-hmm. And people have become accustomed to it because obviously WWE. Um, but the reality is, like, 
and I, I know that's a, and I know that's a minority of the audience who want it now, but they can get that through Fight TV, right? But it's amazing the amount of people who thought that was the end of the world for AEW not not airing live in the UK. I thought that was a bit crazy. Yeah, um, obviously, Raw was on. Raw had been on telly for like twenty years, twenty. 22 years or something thought it was live over in England I think 2005 was it did it go live I don't know I don't even know how many years Raw's on at the moment okay but it came on in 93 so what are we now 2019 so you do oh wait no I'm way off it had been on 12 years sorry yeah but like point being that it still became like you know it still was still must see programming wasn't it you know, yeah, but yeah, I guess yeah. you didn't have that access to the internet where you could watch it beforehand if you wanted to, and mm-hmm. you could see clips of it beforehand or whatever have yeah, you. Facebook, yeah. Um, but it was, it was, you know, you had to see it um, as soon as, like, on that Friday. And that, like you say, it became an event. And Nitros were on on a Friday as well. Um, so it was that was funny as well, wasn't it, that you had the Friday Night Wars. So it was Monday Night Wars in America, but then the Friday Night Wars in... England, wasn't it? Yeah, which no one ever really made a big deal about, but I bet that was quite could have been quite significant. Yeah, but WWF was always number one over here, wasn't it? So yeah, even well, Finley Martin touched on it, didn't he, when we did our interview with him? Yeah, yeah. So go back and listen to that in the archives. Um, but anyway, AEW, like I say, like a, to me, it's like a party, like the whole thing. Like so, even if this show's not as good, so like NXT. I think the problem with the NXT show um, is it's just a WWE product. And I mean that in the nicest way possible, but WWE products are very, they're polished. It's all, uh, it's, I don't want to say, I don't want to be like, use cliches, like it's all cookie cutter, but that's kind of what it is. Do you know what I mean? Like WWE have their format for running shows and you just, and, and, and they're very good at doing it. It's very professional and it's very slick, but it's not an alternative to what they're producing on a Monday night and Friday night, you know, and there's, okay. just, so, there's just so much product. And it's all mm. the same. Like so, the, the wrestlers are just interchangeable. It's all that WWE, you know, the WWE language. You know, WWE universe. The universe it's watching. The NXT universe and all of that stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, sure. it's it's all uh, it's all so uniform. Um, and to me, uh, AEW just presents an alternative. <laughs> it's just uh, it's exciting. It's uh, it's fast paced. Um, and there's lots of I, you know, I like stuff like, for example, Tony Schiavone. I love him on AEW because I love the fact that he very clearly hasn't really been watching wrestling at all over the last God knows how long. And right. uh, and you see him like you you literally hear him popping for stuff. And like I said to, said to you the other day, like he did someone did a Vader bomb, and he was like, "He's called that? Wow, that's great!" <laughs> you okay. know, and. Cool. Uh, yeah, and he just appreciates it, and I just love it. I just, I don't know. It's just an exciting, fresh product. Um, so, like I say, just a difference in presentation um, attracts me to the product far more than uh, WWE product. Um, okay. And what's also interesting as well is that TNA used to draw higher ratings than uh, AEW's drawing. <laughs> so. Yeah, they did, right? But you yeah, know, he's only five weeks or so, isn't it? You know, it might take. You know, I don't know TV, but. You know, it might take a while for, for people to become accustomed or even become aware of, oh, there's another wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. You know, wrestling, yeah, absolutely. Another wrestling show. I, I completely agree with that. I guess the point I'm making is that if TNA had been able to exist, because obviously the reason why AEW is so um, has so much potential is looking at TV rights money that um, is being thrown around by all these different companies. Um, and... Um, the 
the ratings i don't know again i don't know the specifics i'm not i'm not a learned human being um but you know the ratings that tna were drawing when they were consistently getting i think they were getting around 1.5 million a week right would that be right okay yeah that might be I, I, yeah yeah it sounds about right i guess yeah. and so the money that they'd get the money they'd get for that now is yeah. um would be crazy enough to obviously keep them in business very profitably um but i guess a uh yeah, that moving off of uh, the timing. It's all about timing, isn't it? Because when they got kicked off of Spike, there was no viable alternative at that time. And no. it obviously went down from there. But I guess what I'm just trying to say is, you know, I think it's a TNA did achieve a lot, even though we, everyone kind of laughs at it, you know? Yeah, but it's always going to be one of those things that you don't know, you don't realise what you've got till it's gone. Yeah. And I always say that about TNA. And it was never seen as a viable alternative because I guess their 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 uh, their mistake was um, they treated WWE like it was the be all and end all. So every you know like Christian would come in and be the top guy, and it, essentially like anyone who was from WWE would come in and become the top guy. Yeah, I think that was yeah. it. And you know, in the early days, they obviously created a lot of stars. Obviously, AJ Styles being the biggest one, I'd argue. Um, yeah, but, you know, yeah. you had like Abyss. Abyss. Yeah, yeah. Um, Daniels. Yep. And uh, Elix, Elix Skipper, do you remember him? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he was WCW fame, but I always uh-huh. remember he did that crazy cage walk. Do you remember? Like, a, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. Ran, walked yeah, across massive. the top of a cage yeah. and did that Hurricane Rana. Um, but yeah, you don't get that. That might, be, that might be the first GIF I ever saw, I think. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Hats off to TNA <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you anything to add? Uh, no, no, I'm uh, yeah, I miss WCW the most. R.I.P. Dubs. Cool. What are we talking about now? You seem to have disappeared. I, d- you know. It's... Sorry, I have disappeared. I had to run and get my charger. So what are we talking about now? Well, let's talk about let's talk about the controversy this week. Oh. Is this an avenue you want to go down? Well, yeah, we can we can jump down that rabbit hole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, are you giving your opinion first? I no, I think I, I think you're the only person who can really comment on it. Well, no, I, d- I disagree with that completely. Yeah, as, a, as a POS. <laughs> so I think okay. So here we go. Let's uh, let's discuss it. Okay. So I believe, and again, this is all my opinion. Um, my opinions do not reflect reviews of the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast or anyone else I may be associated with. Um, this is my personal opinion. Okay, so, and first of all, full disclosure, um, I obviously I know Jordan Miles um, and uh, and he's wrestled for me for Revolution Pro Wrestling on several occasions. Yeah, um, he did the cockpit, didn't he? Maybe a year or so ago? He's done loads of, he's done the cockpit, he's done York Call, he's done Reading, he's done loads of shows for me. Um, okay. but obviously you have a very limited memory of, of Revolution Pro Wrestling shows normally uh, if you remember from one week to the next it's a positive um, <laughs> so uh, so yeah but as, as we knew him as ACH he's, he's wrestled loads of shows I believe he's a, an extremely talented professional wrestler anyway um, now the first thing I'll say so I think it's very important that um, we separate the issue from the person okay so because I believe that First of all, I think he's let himself down a lot in the way he's gone about voicing his opinion. 
Um, okay. And I, I understand, like, voicing something publicly because you believe in it, that's great. But then when he started running down other people and, um, and going on tirades, that's where I believe he essentially discredited himself quite a lot and took away from the real issue. Um, so... Obviously, when he brought Ring of Honor, Jay Lethal into it, um, I, you know, that's his personal grudges, you know, and it, I believe it took away from the, the real matter-of-fact issue. Um, and obviously, for those of you who don't know, um, WWE produced a, uh, an, uh, a Jordan Miles t-shirt, um, which uh, could be perceived to have racial undertones to it. Um, it had the big red... Um, what would you call it? Semicircle with the Jordan Miles text, which kind of represented, which could be seen as representing a mouth and teeth. Yeah. On a black t-shirt. On a black t-shirt, which are big, a big stereotype. Um, And what I would say is, um, so Gucci um, had something similar, almost an identical design, but it was actually teeth instead of the words Jordan Miles. Or maybe it was just big red lips. I can't remember. But it was on a on a balaclava. It wasn't a balaclava. It was a um, it was a uh, what what you, roller neck. I can't, I can't think of the word for um. What the, the the jumper with the long neck. Jumper with a long neck, but then it came up over the mouth. Oh, um, right. okay. So I so, um. Uh, so it was um yeah. So I don't really know what it would be called. But Gucci had a, a similar situation like this um when they they released one of those things um and they wound up having to release uh they took they obviously took off the took the t-shirt off of the market and released an apology okay now i'm again now i i personally as a poc not a pos right (laughs) i I personally, I wasn't offended by the by the WWE T-shirt. I wasn't offended by the Gucci uh, jumper. Um, I'm not offended by a lot of stuff where people would would find offence in because I'm just a, uh, again, I just don't let that kind of stuff bother me. Okay, but I understand how it can bother a lot of people, right? And I understand that the world we're in today, um, you could be construed as a lot of people. I think are seen as oversensitive to a lot of issues. Um, would you say that's fair? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some people kind of, and I do, and it is always the minority, but like some people look, and not in this, no, you know, it's not really, not, not in this scenario. Uh, I could kind of, I could kind of understand. Um, but if you were to tell me, so, so if I see, and I'm only saying this because as a Jewish man, um, you know, I don't, if someone makes a, a joke about a Jew or, or something like that, it doesn't bother me. Uh, you know, I don't get uppity about it, but I know there's plenty of people that that would, and I can understand why they would. But me as a human being, my take on these sort of things is, you know, just because, what does, what does Ricky Gervais say? Something like, just because you're offended by it doesn't mean you're right. Is that yeah. right? Something like that. Yes, is, yeah. You sort of the message, yeah. So I'm, I, I, I'm more of that. I'm, I'm more of that in that camp. Yeah, and there's there's other things to worry about in the world, right? Um, but I and you know and and, there's... and 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 just to point out, just to kind of remind people, Jewish people, uh, you know, I've heard some horrendous things said about. So although we are talking about um, Jordan Miles, uh, you know, is very comparable. You know, I've heard all kinds of yeah, awful things said. Absolutely, and uh, 
and and these are big you know big issues um and i you know and i don't believe in people looking that you so many times you see people looking for offense in stuff as well um, yeah and i think that that's another <laughs> you know another thing and people looking to be offended on behalf of other people and i and i'm not a part of that culture and i'm not into that stuff so so really um you know looking at something like that i'm not really um <sighs> You know, it's it's not like me to comment on something like that, right? Yeah. Um, well, uh, can, can I just I, I just quick want to make this quick point. I've had a quick thought of what I what I've literally just said while you were talking around him, and I, I, I'm not going to name names, but one time I was wrestling in Germany, and someone who's fairly prophilic, pro, prophilic, pro, prolific, high profile in a uh, in one of the top German wrestling promotions came up to me, and he said to me, uh, "What did he say? Something along the lines of." Oh, do you feel safe here? Because you know we do still have the gas chambers, and I was just like, "Hmm, that's not very funny, is it?" And I actually said, "If you want to make a big deal out of it, we can make a big deal out of it," and that was just kind of the end of it. But you know, but but you know, but I, normally I, it's water off a duck's back with me. But then I was like, "No, that's too far. That's not funny." Right, and uh, and, and when this stuff happens, um, yeah. So that happens, right? Now, you could do one of two things about that, right? Yeah. You could speak to that person and you can say that, you know, that's not funny, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that person, again, I, like, you'd like to think the best of everyone, wouldn't you? You'd like to think yeah. that people aren't inherently racist, um, mm -hmm. but, um, and you'd like to think that it was just, you know, a gag, right? Because I'm sure, and it, and it has, again, I'm not suggesting that the prejudice, I can't... I can't talk here today. <laughs> it's a hard word to say. I'm not. I'm not suggesting it doesn't exist anymore. Okay, but sure. from uh, from my perspective, at least when I was growing up to now, um, the there's a lot less jokes about Jewish people. There's a lot less jokes about black people than there were when mm -hmm. we were growing up, right? And that's not to right. excuse any jokes, but what I'm saying is. Um, it was more widely accepted, so ignorance, there was a lot more ignorance to those facts. Would you agree? So sure, like... yeah. I mean, I, I remember, I remember um, my, I, I, I wasn't in denial in myself, but if someone had asked me if at school this is, if I was Jewish, I'd say no, because I'd heard all kinds of awful things or jokes. And But when you're 14, 15, you're probably a little less aware of the serious you know, like you you learn about it in school, but it's not really maybe it's not really till you're an adult you really appreciate how those jokes aren't funny. Yeah, but but also it's a sign of the times, like the, how the times have changed. Like, uh, and and people have got and like I say, like there's less ignorance now than there was back in the day. Um, but um, I think that, to me the key for everything is education. Um, sure. So it's like you could, and even to this day, you could name that person, you could name that wrestler who said that to you backstage at a show in Germany, and you could yeah. become a part of his cancel culture, and right. we could get this person hung, drawn, and quartered on the internet. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's that going to achieve? Absolutely sure. nothing. Yeah. Because number exactly. one, I've, I have no intention whatsoever of ever naming him. And um, you know him, but yeah, I have no intention of ever ever naming him. So, but the uh, and, and I guess the point being is. What would it achieve by right. by calling him out and doing that? Mm -hmm. Number two, there probably wasn't any real malicious intent in what he said. And number three, um, 
when he learned that what he said was wrong mm-hmm. and you had taken offense to it and it you know and you could essentially could educate him to that fact he would be like oh i shouldn't have said that and yeah. would have learned from it mm-hmm. you'd hope right sure and i'm yeah, not yeah. again i don't know the, the situation but you know fact being like i'm not into this uh, you know people just being crucified for a silly mistake and i'm it and, and and i'm all about education people learning from them <laughs> learning from their mistakes etc Okay, and WWE as a company, um, you can say what you like about them. There's a lot of great things about them. There's a lot of negative things about them. Um, but they've made a mistake with this T-shirt. Okay, and and let me just read to you, Andy. I'd like to. I've pulled up on the internet um, whilst we were talking. When we we're talking about that Gucci thing, I was trying to work out what it was. The thing was called, and I just found the the thing. Um, so. The way Gucci dealt with it when people flagged up their... It was a wall balaclava jumper. That was the way it was <laughs> referred to. Um, so the way they dealt with the situation, um, they issued a statement saying, Gucci deeply apologises for the offence caused by the wall balaclava jumper. Um, we confirm the item has been immediately removed from our online stores and all physical stores. We consider diversity to be a fundamental value to be fully upheld, respected, and at the forefront of every decision we make. We're fully committed to increasing diversity throughout our organization and turning this incident into a powerful learning moment for the Gucci team and beyond. Okay, so they've released that that jumper. It was a misjudgment, miscalculation, they, they perhaps didn't realize the connotations, the racial connotations, um, or perhaps they didn't thought it was funny. But from the feedback they received from that, they put their hands up, admitted the mistake, removed the T-shirt from sale, from sale, apologized, addressed the issue head on, okay, and, and, I, and, and said they will learn from that situation. And then we contrast... WWE's statement, um, which I don't have in front of me, but I'm going to get it in front of me, um, just because I think it's important to to kind of read word for word, opposed to, um, you know, just uh, paraphrasing what they said. Um, so WWE, I've got Jordan Smiles' statement. Sorry, I've got... Uh, here we go. Here we go. Right, so WWE's statement. Albert Hardy Jr., a.k.a. Jordan Miles, approved this T-shirt for sale. As always, we work collaboratively with all our performers to develop logos and merchandise designs and get their input and approval before proceeding. This was the same process with Albert, and we responded swiftly once he later requested the logo T-shirt to be redesigned. No T-shirts were sold. That's WWE's response. Sure. Okay, so when I look at that, to me, I feel the worst thing that WWE did in this situation was not saying, yes, the shirt was in bad taste. It was removed, and we will ensure that this doesn't happen moving forward. We will learn from this. Instead, they've taken Jordan Miles and essentially tried to throw him under the bus with the, you know, 
he was uh, he was privy to the discussions about the shirts and saying no shirts were sold. And first of all, to add a bit of humour to it, of course no shirts were sold because the shirt sucked, as did like 20 other of the NXT <laughs> shirts that they released when yeah. someone worked out how to use word art and, uh, and produced all <laughs> those terrible T-shirts. Um, but, but in all seriousness... Um, Yes, I, like I said to you earlier, I think that uh, I feel, think that um, that Jordan Miles did himself a disservice when he went off on one post the initial uh, reaction, um, and I think it makes him very easy to discredit and very easy for this matter to be swept under the carpet. But what I believe WWE should have done is at least acknowledged they made a mistake. It's not yeah, that okay, hard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's my big takeaway from it. Um, and like you can look at whatever you want about saying, well, you know, he approved it. He said it was okay, and he's since released emails. And we won't get into the back and forth of you know what's been going on there because it's he said, she said, right? Um, we don't know the full facts on the situation. But what I do know is that if I had a job with WWE, it would be very difficult for me to say no to what they're asking. So yeah. do you know what I mean? So you know. In any job, not just WWE, you want to be a good employee, right? So if someone's yeah. got this idea that they're passionate about and put forward to you, you want to do what's best for yeah. your, your boss and for your company that you work for. You want to be a team player. So sure. whether or not he okayed the design is, to me, it's, it's irrelevant. It's the fact that the design existed in the first place. And the fact that you can't stand up and admit that mistake and say, yes, we made a mistake. No one's perfect. I'm not persecuting WWE for it. I'm not saying that WWE are racist. I'm essentially, all I'm saying is that they made a horrible error of judgment and they should apologize for making that error. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's very straightforward. And, you know, for a company that, you know, every time they do something right, um, which they do a lot of, they do a, a lot of great work and, and get like, you know, but they're so heavy on pushing that, that message of all the, the great stuff they do. When something like this comes up, I just believe they should just deal with it in a responsible manner. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's that corporate responsibility versus public relations um, battle, which is constantly ongoing. Um, and, and to me, it's just a case of standing up and, 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 and owning Owning it, really. Again, like I say, we're all human. We all make mistakes. Um, and I, I guess that's my thoughts on it. You know, like I say, I'm not offended by it. What I'm offended by no. is the fact that WWE don't see the fact that they this shirt's, you know, seen the light of day as an issue in the first place. You know? Sure. Um, yeah. I want to know that this isn't going to happen again. That That's it, you know? Okay. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Well, that's pretty heavy some stuff I've never revealed uh, publicly before and some interesting thoughts as well. Yeah. So, I, you know, like I say, like, and I, 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 I'm, I'm very keen on it not to be a case, uh, uh, to sound like a knock on WWE at all because it's not. It's just, uh, you know, this situation has occurred and unfortunately it's been like, oh, well, Jordan Miles has gone a bit crazy so let's just, you know, we can, we can discredit him and, you know, move on yeah. and, and sweep it under the carpet and whatever have you. But it's a real issue. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I think that, you know, we're both minorities, aren't we, brother? <laughs> you know, so. Um, you've disappeared. I can see you, but have you covered the microphone or something? Oh, is this better? Yeah, that's much better, yeah. Okay. Um, all right, we should move on to um, 
to the live wrestling action we had last night. Yeah, Crown Jewel. Yeah. So, uh, Kane Velasquez. <sighs> Struggling today, aren't I? Kane Velasquez, is that right? Why not? Did I say that right? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, and Brock Lesnar. You can just call him so, Kane if you want. Kane. <laughs> I can't call him Kane. We'll get him muddled up. So, um, with the other Kane, I mean. So, uh, so, so yeah, so, 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 so Saudi Arabia, um, and what what f- the first surprise for me? There's a few things actually. That I had a few takeaways from the show. So, first of all. Um, so the first show, if you to cast your minds back to the very first show they did at, in Saudi Arabia, like the greatest Royal Rumble ever, right? It definitely wasn't the greatest Royal Rumble ever. That was the name of the show. Um, <laughs> uh, now, none of the, none of the, the locals, they seem to have any product knowledge whatsoever of who the wrestlers were. Um, yeah. And, and the crowds, everything was met with indifference. Um to me, anyway, like you know, the, you know, it was like a, it was like a house show. It was a camp show. It was a very expensive camp show, right? Yeah, Where, yeah. maybe maybe more like an all star show with like, you you still had you still had Marty Jannetty, you still had Skinner, but you also had a knockoff Yokozuna. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, yeah. Um, and like, the, and the very simple Bouye wrestling worked. And I remember when I was watching it, I was like, why didn't they just do a but an entire show of <laughs> Bouye simple good guy versus bad guy? You know, why did like the most effective segment on the show um, had uh, I want to say Davari? Um, oh, the Davari brothers. Wasn't yeah, it? With, yeah. Okay. And someone came and wiped it out, and it was like a controversial. It played on all the you know all those stereotypes with wrestling, you know, um, mm-hmm. and um, and playing on conflict between countries and whatever have you. Um, which has been around in wrestling since the dawn of time. Um, and obviously they got a lot of backlash from that. But um, the, 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 the point being is that you couldn't have had a more black and white, good versus evil, um, you know, scenario. And that got the biggest reaction on the show. Um, mm-hmm. And any time there was a strong heel versus a strong baby face, it got a good reaction. Simple wrestling, easy for people to understand. That's what, um, that's what really worked. Um, and then... Um, but I think it would be fair to say that there wasn't a lot of strong product knowledge about WWE. Fast forward to last night's show, and I actually believe the crowd were actually there to see WWE rather than being, I don't know, they were forced to be at the first one. But like, you know, I remember very clearly seeing people with their backs turned to the wrestling. I remember seeing people playing on their phones, um, you know, not paying attention to what was going on, having chats with their mates. Um, whereas this event last night felt very much more, uh, with a, uh, it felt very much more like the, the crowd were more in tune with the WWE product. Um, Brock Lesnar was heavily cheered. Um, I was going to say that, that, that so, so I watched the, the opening video, which I've not watched one of those opening videos in ages. You know, when, you know when they hype up the show tonight, Crown Jewels, Brock Lesnar, you know, etc. I was like, oh, this is why WWE, this is what WWE's best at, is that gloss, you know, like those videos. And I was actually thinking, oh, I think I'm going to be quite into this. And then I watched Brock, then Brock Lesnar was the first wrestler to the ring. At least on that show, on the on the airing of on the network, and the reaction he got was probably better reaction he got at WrestleMania. It was a superstar reaction, and the crowd. Yeah. Uh, when Paul Heyman did his lines, the crowd were chanting along, saying the catchphrase, um, and 
and and instantly that was the first thing that grabbed me. Like this crowd, it was a super hot crowd to start with. By the end of the night, not so hot. But like, um, it was a long old show. But like, um, it, it, the first thing that grabbed me was just how much uh, more in tune with the product the the people of Saudi Arabia were. And and I was like, and I was just thinking, you know, like perhaps this Saudi experiment is working for them in the sense, obviously they're getting tons of money for it. Um, but like, it always seemed like a paid show to me. Anyway, they just seemed like false shows, you know, like a paid show where the the people who are going to see them aren't necessarily fans of the product, um, and it has no real bearing as to whether um, whether the brand is over or not in that in that region, you know, and I feel sure. I feel like yesterday's crowd it made WWE seem like a truly global uh, company. It made WWE seem like an actual big deal because it's one thing in doing it in front of you know these massive crowds, but it's another thing having a show um, in front of a massive crowd who just don't care. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it it doesn't it doesn't look you know obviously it looks nice in the pictures, but like you know to add the audio and with the visual, um, I think it, it makes a big difference and just makes a product seem a lot more global, um, you know. So uh, it was good. Um, so that was my first thoughts. And then we get to the match. So built up the rematch, Cain Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar. The Universal Championship is on the line. You going to talk us through it? Um, so it's not, well, like, I don't know UFC, so but I'm going to assume it's very heavily UFC influenced. There was no lockups. You know, they were swinging and clinching, is that right? They were, they were clinching each other. Hey, so, uh, so, so so my thoughts were, so when I was watching yeah. it, right. There's only two and a half minutes, so, so you can't get it that wrong. Yeah, so, so, so like, there's a couple of things. So there's a couple of things. That I, so I thought it was really humorous watching Michael Cole and Corey Graves try and be MMA announcers um, okay. during, the, during the match. Um, mm-hmm. It was essentially, they did a worked MMA fight, didn't they? It was like a standing yeah. MMA fight, which Kane took to the ground, and then he got caught with a Kimura and tapped out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and my instant reaction was like, so rumours, I don't know, obviously I don't know the facts, but it's like rumours are that they have spent all this money on Kane Velasquez's uh, multi-year contract, and he taps out in two and a half minutes. Right. And then really it seemed like the programme was Brock and Ray, right? Because Ray then attacked... Brock okay. Lesnar with the they chair afterwards. And it, it, that's what it felt like. And I don't know if it's because I know Kane's got a knee injury. I don't know if that's got any bearing on it at all, oh, if he's going to be out. Yeah. Um, Could be exactly that, couldn't it? But um, let's, let's get that match in the ring for two and a half minutes. Yeah. Like, and you, Kane's, back, Kane's back for WrestleMania. Yeah, who knows? But like, yeah. uh, but it was just crazy that, like, you know, after all that build, they could have had, like, a, for lack of a better term, they could have had another Goldberg on their hands. If you think about the, prog- the series that Lesnar and Goldberg had... You know, where right. Goldberg beat Lesnar and, you know, and then they they built to, to Lesnar beating Goldberg. Um, you could have just literally done that same program again, but with Kane instead. Sure. And then you would have built Kane at the end of it rather than, you know, rather than doing what they did. So who knows the reasons behind doing what they did, but it just seemed crazy that it was so hyped up and then it's over, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So and, and and I believe that as well, like the WWE fans, there's not so that is obviously a crossover between MMA fans and uh, and WWE fans. But for example, you yourself, Andy, you were like, oh, I've just seen the footage of the first Lesnar and Kane match, right? And obviously it was right. quite quite spectacular. Like Brock was a mess at the end of the fight, you know, um, and um, but like you had so so you had no real awareness of who Kane Velasquez was, right? 
Not really. Uh, so, no, I knew his name because you, you, you yeah. go on about UFC all the time. All right, yeah, chill out. But <laughs> most popular sport in the world. But um, I guess uh, it was an opportunity for WWE to um, really uh, build someone and, and and have someone be a new fresh face and a superstar. Um, and I think that they've unfortunately missed the boat on that now. Like, will he be able to get any heat back following this? I don't know. Sure. Probably he will, but like you know, it's just a it's just a question. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so that shocked me, and I, and the length of it shocked me as well. But the length of it may be that may have been for the best. Um, but yeah, like it was obviously the big headline match. You know, there was two matches that people wanted to see on that show, um, and uh, yeah, and it was on first, and it was over in two and a half minutes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else to add on that one? No, no, there's not a lot to discuss really in two and a half minutes, but you're probably right. Like, you know, now you put it into perspective of, um, you know, I got clickbaited into um, something on Facebook, you know, and it says WWE's new top signing out already with an injury. And then I was like, oh, who's that then? So you click it and then it takes 45 minutes to load. Um, I have to accept all the cookies and click off all the ads. And then finally you realize it's, it is Kane Velasquez. So um, you could be right. That's why um, it wasn't too long. Who knows? We don't know. Um, and then Tyson Fury. So I'm a, I'm a big combat sports fan. So you know I'm I'm well into Tyson Fury. I've paid for a, a few of his fights on the old uh, box office. I've suckered into him, haven't I? No, um, you really. Have. Yeah, I can't help it. Like I say, like I'm a I get suckered in a good video package. I get suckered in. Um, mm-hmm. So um, so I'm yes, yeah, so I'm well aware of Tyson Fury. Obviously. Um, is insanely charismatic. Um, and my first thoughts about Tyson Fury was that entrance was something else, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, the song. Yeah, yeah, the song, the entrance. The fireworks. The fireworks, everything. Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. He was... Uh, I was not the disappointed with what he wore. Um, you know, basically wearing a, uh, you know, train... You've lost... You've gone again. You're covering the microphone. You need to... Oh, sorry. I said uh, I was disappointed with what he wore. You know, he turned up looking like the first day at wrestling school train you know with what he wore i mean yeah because um, yeah. i assume he boxes topless does he box topless no andy in boxing they all box in t-shirts no they don't i know that's what i'm saying yes he does box oh, right. topless i was being horrible like, i don't know i don't watch boxing <laughs> so um <laughs> so i was like oh i, I assume he probably wears boxing gear or something but nevertheless he didn't and and i said to you just before we start recording because i just finished watching it earlier and then was it reminded me and i mean this in a great way is sometimes on the holiday parks um so I do this sometimes at the end of the season or if one of the fun stars has been particularly, is either a particularly big wrestling fan or just been so enthusiastic and so appreciative. Or one of them's of the not work. getting their contract renewed. What's that? Or one of them's not getting their contract renewed. Um, what? Fun, you one of the, the fun stars. Because obviously they oh, work on contracts, yeah, okay, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you don't know if you're going to see them again. But they're particularly enthusiastic or encouraging and really broke wrestling. And you can kind of sense they want to get involved in some way. Um, you know, you kind of get, you give them half an hour's training before the show, um, right? You do this, this, you do a clothesline, shoot them into the corner, do another clothesline, finish with a crossbody, and, and yeah, a crossbody or a stunner. Do you know what I mean? And it, it reminded me in the best way possible some of um, Tyson Fury's wrestling, because uh, he hasn't been doing it long. Uh, reminded me a little bit of that. Um, I said to you, it reminded me of Russ Rogers. Do you remember him? 
He wrestled yeah, him. Yeah, I wrestled him. I wrestled him, didn't I? I think. So uh, he's a person who actually, uh, he's responsible. He found the, uh, the Sittingbourne venue um, where we did, um, uh, where, where obviously Revolution Pro Wrestling was born, the Wyvern Hall in Sittingbourne. That venue was actually discovered by Russ, Russ Rogers, who's a Sittingbourne native. Um, and one of the first promoters, I guess, to, who booked a show and was able to wrestle on it, or maybe that may have been the reason he booked the show. Um, but uh, and he was a, Russ was a lovely guy, um, but he's got he's got a similar look to Tyson Fury, you know, the bald head and the beard. <laughs> yes, he does, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah. and it just reminded me of seeing him in yeah. the ring, um, you know, with limited training in the ring, um, where you've got half an idea, but you're not quite there yet. Um, yeah, we said we said it's, it's very clear, and also um, it, you know. To be even clearer, uh, you could tell Tyson Fury was a wrestling fan, you know, and, yeah. and probably a long time wrestling fan. So yeah, he kind of so knew, he like, knew how to fall over. He, like, had, he had an idea what he was supposed to do. Yeah, it's like when you get one of the dads in from the wrestling school, from a, the juniors class, if they, if they decide they'll have a private session with their son or whatever, and yeah. uh, and then they get in the ring, they're doing it, and you're like, oh, you're not bad, you know, because yeah, they watch yeah, on the TV, yeah. they're fans, um, whatever. And we're like, oh, you know, you should probably give it a go, see how you get on. But it's like, but do you know what I mean? But like, I guess the key point is, this is like right at the start of their training, <laughs> not like... Um, uh, not not like a, a situation where they should, they're put in front of thousands of people and being paid millions to to wrestle sure. on, on a big show. Yeah. But yeah, but overall, overall, I'd say Tyson Fury. In all seriousness, I thought he did himself he did himself proud. Really, like he can't look at that. You know, he go, oh, oh, that was a disaster, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, there, it was. It, there was a... and, and and the other thing I wanted to make a point of, you, if you compare it to um, Mayweather and Big Show, like uh, what was that two thousand eight, so eleven years ago. Like there were, it was just the two of them. There wasn't bodyguards. There wasn't um, an entourage around the ring. It was just Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman. And Braun Strowman, don't get me wrong, he's he's a WWE superstar, but like he's not been wrestling all that long. So to 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 get no, them he's hardly Ric Flair, is he? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I thought I thought I thought fair play, and, and I reckon maybe with him, uh, you know, with it with it going down and doing as well as. Uh, as well as it did, maybe you know, maybe we'll do another. I think that um, Mayweather and Big Show was better, but obviously, like you said, it had all the smoke and mirrors. But I think the, the smoke and mirrors. Didn't but it? I so, think WWE you know. probably should have created some smoke and mirrors for Tyson <laughs> Fury. It's not like they they weren't allowed to create smoke and mirrors for Fury and uh, <laughs> and Braun Strowman. Um, well, true, yeah. Uh, I, there was that one moment where it's like that deer in the headlights look, um, where they kind of where Fury was kind of in the middle of the ring and kind of stopped and Braun Strowman had yeah. to tell him what to, that was a bit awkward. Um, but, and then um, he caught him for the uh, World's Strongest Slam, didn't he, or Fallway yeah, Slam or something. Yeah. yeah. But, that was, but that was smart because that was like the biggest move of the match. You um, know? And then, uh, and then Braun did his, his, his train round the ring, which I don't think I've ever seen him do before. That was pretty cool. That, that exposes you, doesn't it? What? That, well, because I've not seen it before. Yeah, yeah well, like a, you know. Yeah, I don't have Sky Sports anymore. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, but I thought, yeah, it was, like it was fine. It wasn't offensive by any stretch of the imagination. Um, no. So um, I enjoyed it. I like for for what it was. I enjoyed it. Look, you obviously again, it's one of those things you have to watch it for what it is. Do you know what I mean? You're not sure. going to watch it and it's like a, a Tokyo Dome classic. Do you know what I mean? It was entertaining. Um, I thought the finish was good. There's a couple of things made me chuckle. So like he sat up like the Undertaker. Tyson Fury sat up like the Undertaker, right? Yeah. But that's obviously a reference to. So obviously he's a fan of the Undertaker, but it's a reference to his fight with Deontay Wilder, 
Have you seen the memes? Where, no. Okay, so his fight with Deontay Wilder, um, so this was his last fight, which all know is not his fight before last. Um, in in that fight, he got he was winning the fight handedly, and then in the last round, um, he got knocked out like clean cut, like cold essentially. Um, but obviously, you get the referee's ten count to to respond, and when the referee got to eight or something, he sat up like the Undertaker. <laughs> right? really? But that's obviously a throw. Okay. Like to me, I saw that. I was like, "Oh, that's a throwback to that fight." And like, okay. the announcers never referenced it. I don't think anyone got that. Got that reference. Well, they referenced think... the Undertaker. They did. Yeah, say... yeah, they referenced the Undertaker, but I don't think they referenced. You know, they didn't reference the Deontay Wilder fight. Um, no, okay. And it just looked like Tyson Fury was a big old mark for the Undertaker. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Um, so, okay. uh, so yeah, but maybe that's a way forward for him. Like t- tag teaming with the Undertaker, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Well, that yeah. well, that'd sell out Wembley Stadium, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so there was that point. And also, uh, at the end, they obviously were like, oh, at the end, Braun, you get back in and body slam him so you can get your heat back, right? Yeah. That was obviously the idea behind it, right? So, uh-huh. um, so, so first of all, like Braun's like selling this punch like wonderfully well, but then obviously he just gets back in and slams him, thus no selling the punch. But then to up it one one more after he got slammed, Tyson Fury was like three, two, one, back to my feet, I'm fine. Oh, did he? I didn't. I didn't see that. I saw as far as as far as the ten count. Oh, well, there you go. Pays oh, to watch got, it all. I've got to get back and watch it now. You do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was it was fine, and uh, the fiends are universal champion hands. You happy? <laughs> Oh, overjoyed. So, uh, so, I wish I had about 400 Bray Wyatt wrestling figures that I had last year. I sold off cheap because they weren't selling. Oh, but I guarantee there'll be a big hit this Christmas. I'm sure they will, because as you told me, it takes a very long time for one of those shirts to get on, t- figures to get on the market, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't have any figures of the Fiend, but I've got figures of... I didn't know. I haven't got figures of Bray Wyatt. I sold them all last year on the yes, cheap. I guess so. that's the point I was making. So I was just trying to... You know, so you could you could slam down some, uh, some wrestling figure knowledge. Yeah. I was saying that, obviously... Like Bray Wyatt, obviously, that figure will sell because people will use him as a fiend in their wrestling collections. Sure. But there's yeah, not absolutely. actually a figure of a fiend out yet, and there won't be for quite some time, right? No, there probably won't be until the summer, I'd have thought. They so, might rush one out, maybe. So you said probably... to me that they rushed the Ronda Rousey figure out, right? Yeah, but even that still took like 10 months or something, so... She was leaving by the time it was... Yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she she debuted at the Rumble, and maybe by the following Christmas... I... A figure of her, but still in like the Ronda T-shirt. Like she wasn't in wrestling gear. It was her, it was her point at the WrestleMania sign gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come out of the, of the Royal Rumble uh, gear. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure I'm sure I didn't have any because like by then I'd sort of stopped buying from wholesalers because it just got too expensive. But I'm sure that figure sold tremendously to whoever whoever had them at the time. It didn't matter that she wasn't in wrestling gear. It was still, you know, it's almost the same as like, well, I can't get the Fiend. So I'll get Bray Wyatt. It's like, well, I can't get Ronda Rousey in a cool wrestling gear, so I'll get Ronda Rousey in a long trousers and hot rod t-shirt. And it's like when we were little, it's like, I can't get this wrestler, so I use He-Man. Yeah, I mean, I used He-Man as my first opponent for Hulk Hogan. I can't remember who He-Man was, but I... Oh, maybe He-Man I, was Lex Luger for me. Oh, was he doing yeah. He-Man was for me? Who? Texas Tornado. Okay. And yeah. I had Rambo. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Rambo was for me? He was a, uh, like he was a big sti- he was like a, a WCW style figure, a, but, okay. but he was a WWF wrestler, and he was he was really big. He was a, he was a bigger size than the others. Uh, Andre the Giant. No, go on. Diesel. Oh, okay. I, I used I used El Gonte El Gionte 
my WCW galoob as Diesel. That seems like a terrible fit. Well, he was tall, so my, and he looked my, like he could do a powerbomb. My territory was definitely better than yours. <laughs> I also used a Rockers Shawn Michaels as the one, two, three kid. Um, the Terminator was in my Million Dollar Corporation because his figure was quite comparable. Everyone had to be to scale. It couldn't be ridiculous. I had a few other swapsies like that. Hmm. Interesting. So you say yours was better. Did you have an NWO? Because I did. No, I didn't. But my yeah. territory had a had a run I was of, 13 by then. Yeah, I think so. by that time I'd probably grown out of toys. <laughs> um, but um, but I did have a uh, my di- we did have a run of coffin matches though. So. Oh okay. Oh cool. It was made from a uh, made from a Kleenex uh, tissue box. That was a good idea. With a yeah. red red piece of uh, like velvet cloth to go inside to yeah. line the coffin, the casket. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah Undertaker terrorised the territory with those with those matches. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I think the first one was called a coffin match, but then after that they called them casket matches, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if either is a specifically British term or American term, but I'm sure it was a coffin match. Mm. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who cares? Yeah. Um, oh, they also did the uh, the first women's match in uh, Saudi Arabia yesterday as well. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but I did see a lovely clip of Lacey Evans and Natalia hugging a lady. And obviously, well, I haven't seen it. I don't know. I didn't understand who that was. But she was the lady who essentially was part of the sports commission. Is I that right? Know. I don't know. Like, I read something. So I want to say. So I actually screenshotted it because I thought it was quite funny. Um, okay. It was really nice. It actually was really nice. And what I will say, again, like, so uh, we all know. Come on. Right. We know, like, that WWE were there for the money, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, as Million Dollar Man would say. Everyone's yeah. got a price, right? I don't blame them for taking the money. Good on them for, for taking the money. Business. If, that, if that's what they want to do, yeah, that's business, mm-hmm. right? Now, um, if they can get a positive byproduct by getting that women's match on, then that's great. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can say what you yeah. want about, you know, about uh, negativity and, and whatever have you, but the fact is that it doesn't, and it doesn't matter what their motives behind doing it was. And obviously a big motive probably was the public relations behind it. You know, they wouldn't get so much positive PR off the back of it. Would they bother? Probably not. But sure. But it doesn't matter, does it? The 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 reason their reasoning behind doing it doesn't matter. They did it. It's a fact. You know, they got they got it over the line. They made it happen. It was a nice moment. Everyone was uh, you know, everyone was happy. It was a big moment for Natalia. Big moment for Lacey Evans. Um, so I thought that was uh, very impressive. Um, so uh. And it, it, it was quite surreal seeing them wrestle in, because uh, obviously, I guess the next stage will be they're wrestling their real gear at some point. But like, obviously, uh, I guess uh, um, so they weren't wearing loads of makeup. And because I think it's in Saudi Arabia, I might be wrong, but I think it's uh, women aren't supposed to try and enhance their beauty. Um, okay. So they were kind of dressed down, obviously full bodies covered up and t- big t-shirts over the top as well. And um, and it just reminded me of like a, a, a training session. <laughs> It was quite right. surreal, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, so in Wrestling Observer, um, it said, both hugged an unidentified woman at ringside. And then it said, by the way, neither knew who the woman was. What? <laughs> really? Yeah. And that just made me laugh so much because um, uh, it just, I don't know, it just really made me laugh because I just thought it was, um, <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> it was a lovely scene. It really was. But I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to think, and if, it, if, that, if that's not true, I'd still like to think it was true because it just makes the situation quite funny, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I hope it wasn't some sort of patronising. You know, oh, there's a lady there, so we've got a hugger. Oh no, I think no. If you watch it, not at all. If you watch it, it was very real. Okay. Like, you know, I I wouldn't say that at all. Like it was, okay. it was very real for both Lacey Evans and Natalia. The whole thing yeah. was very real. You could tell it was a big deal for them, and it was a great moment. It really was. Um, and and that's the type of thing that wrestlers are capable of. And I'm not suggesting for one second that those two wrestling on a WWE wrestling show is going to create any real change at all but for that on that night in that moment the moment they created was great and obviously they had loads of the pr shots around the the, the stadium of, of young girls watching it um and and being thrilled by it but who cares because that was their you know like so obviously they've been like right specifically pick out these you know look for look for women in the audience and try and pick them out but who cares mm-hmm. if that was their their directive of what they were trying to do because it was a real moment, and it's it's one of those things that wrestling's capable of doing, creating those moments which aren't, you know, which otherwise aren't, you know, you wouldn't see, you know. And yeah. I just, so I just think like it was a nice positive message, and what's wrong with that feel-good nature? There's, do you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong mm. with that at all, is there? Yeah. No, absolutely not. Um. So uh. So yeah. So there you go. Cool. Should we finish now? All right. Let's wrap Bad it up. Bad podcast again. Sorry. Sorry. Bad podcast? No, not at all. Okay. No, I think that was uh, pretty interesting, actually. I'm going to listen to it again. I assume you will. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I will. Okay, cool. Well, hopefully you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Let us know. Please let us know by leaving us a five-star review. Um, yeah, if, iTunes, if you please. didn't enjoy it, just don't don't bother. Just don't leave a review. Yeah. Cheers. Um, so, uh so next week, I, I assume you'll be back to normal next week, Andrew. Back to normal, back to Wednesdays, yeah. Um, Absolutely. So we will, we'll open that scrapbook. Um, we will promise to do the scrap, scrapbook next week. And yeah. tell you what, if we don't do the scrapbook next week, we'll just give it away to one lucky winner. Okay. And we know you won't want to do that because you paid at least a fiver for it. So. 25 quid, actually. It was 50 quid, remember, and then they reduced it to 25. So I was worth, like, I'll have that. Worth every penny. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right, well, please follow me on Twitter, B-O-Y-S-I-M-M-O-N-Z, or Instagram. I'm going to upload some good videos to Instagram, B-O-Y-S-I-M-M-O-N-Z-1984. If you want to see why uh, Andy is not regarded as the nicest trainer on the South Coast, (laughs) then you can check out his Instagram. He's a bully. Yeah, I found that out this week, didn't I? I'm not the nicest trainer. So, yeah, there you go. But but we do, uh, we both um, provide a lot of uh, decent career opportunities for our for the lads at the Portsmouth School of Wrestling, so let's give that a big shout out. If you're interested in that, please visit portsmouthwrestling.com. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at A-Q-U-I-L-D-A-N uh, or Instagram, where you can see pictures of, for example, this week I posted a picture of a cup of coffee I made. Oh, riveting stuff, Andy. <laughs> yeah, please. You're really selling yourself brilliantly there. Um, <laughs> it's my new hobby. <laughs> I didn't realize you're now a 14 year old girl. That's the kind of thing my niece would post on Instagram. Wow. Yeah. Okay. First cup of coffee. Hashtag growing up. <laughs> you are a bully. This is why like you that. get a reputation. Stuff like that. Um, yeah. Well, maybe I'm not for, you know, maybe I'm just not for soft people, you know. <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to say that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course I'm kidding. Everyone, everyone is welcome. And we have a, 
fantastic group of lads and lasses at the wrestling school. So there you go. And here's Thanks where you can things. see here's where you can see me, London Cockpit, this Sunday. Are you gonna be All right? Yeah, I am, yeah. Okay. Just making yeah. sure. Yeah. Live on air. <laughs> I will be there. I will be there. Um and let's give the Buckland Community Centre show another plug. I think it's Saturday, December the seventh. There you go. Portsmouth. Portsmouth. Portsmouth School of Wrestling versus three standouts in the New Japan Pro Wrestling Dojo. So There'll um, be more than three matches. Just to oh, yeah, yeah. There'll be more than three matches, but the three top matches, um, we, we as the Portsmouth School of Wrestling are competing against the New Japan Dojo. So uh, it's going to be a pretty special evening. Tickets will be available from revolutionprowrestling.com. When do you think, Ann? Well, maybe later today. Maybe later today. Fingers crossed. Cool. I've had the poster through, and it's a pretty, pretty awesome poster. So, um... oh, if, you, if you could send that through, that'd be exciting. Yeah, um, yeah. But check out revolutionprowrestling.com for a full list of uh, upcoming events. Season tickets just being launched uh, for next year at London Cockpit. We're going to get some for Southampton up there as well, um, and some for Huntingdon as well. There's going to be a season ticket coming out. So keep your eyes. Yeah. What's that? New venue, Southside Wrestling. We need to talk Where's about Huntington? that one time. Where's Huntington? I couldn't tell you exactly, but it's not a million miles away. Oh, okay. I'm sure I've seen a sign for it. Um, Um, What I've probably seen is a Southside Wrestling Facebook post. Yeah, that's probably exactly what you've seen. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're going to be be doing a season ticket for there as well. Um, So that's all very exciting. And we've just put tickets on sale for Uprising 2019, live from York Hall, Bethnal Green, December 15th. Sunday, and what a, match, what a match you've got in line for Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> I don't think we can make that happen. We're trying. Okay. It's a okay. dream match. Suggested, a dream match. The ultimate by, dream match. Uh, Andy Boy Simmons and Craig Armand. And but, Craig uh, Armand, yeah. We I both, I think, think have the same idea. But I think with a bit of work, you can make it happen. And with a click of your fingers, that's a sellout. I don't think I can. So anyway, stop, stop all that. Stop that. Stop that. Okay. Behave yourself. Um, yeah. But do get tickets for December 15th at York Hall, Bethnal Green. Um, it's going to be great. It's a hard climate for wrestling at the moment. And we can discuss that in future weeks as well. And we will discuss that in future weeks. It's a hard climate for wrestling. But we're being ambitious. We're moving forward. Um, and, and we're making stuff happen, Andy Boy. Revolution Pro Wrestling. Leading the revolution against a corporate enemy. Ah. <laughs> That's right. Very well put. Yeah, if you want independent man, come to Red we Crow. Independent, sure. Um, yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Good night then. Speak to you later. Okay. Later. Bye.